It's like summertime. Dang. You know? You know it's you should be outside having fun because that's what I've been doing. And plus this is when the freelancer musician life just like blasts off. End of teaching, end of school. I blinked and May was over. It's June. Looking at my watch. June 5th today. What? What? Uh, my next guest is the... One, the only, the most amazing, Manish Gosalia. He's as cool as it gets. He's a buddy. We talk about football. I was just re-listening to a little bit of it. We get right into football. He takes pictures for the Jets. Come on! Takes pictures at Rockwood Music Hall. Come on! He's the main dog. He's the best. I text with him on a daily basis. Just silly stuff. Football news. Did Russell Wilson get that new contract? Who knows? And he's a lover of music. He's seen every show. A former guest. I did talk about this probably in there because uh, Jeff Tui and him went head to head on like concerts. It's like he hasn't seen like three mega acts. You're just like, oh, all right, all right. Just feel like I have to go to more shows. I have to see every show ever to hang with this company. I'm going to drink some water. Uh, we tracked this maybe on April 5th. I think that's like two, that's two months ago. Time is flying, y'all. Carpe fucking diem. Whatever you got to do. Whatever you got to do. We recorded this on April 5th. We tracked Bro Nobo. He probably requested a song, but he was there during the Bro Nobo tracking. And um, when we were tracking it, the drummer, Paul... And John, the mix engineer, every time we would do a new take, John would be like, hey, hey, uh, Paul, just just check the, the kick drum nut. And it was like so many times because he was so concerned because it would ruin a take, right, if the fucking mallet for the kick drum falls off, right? Kick nut, kick nut. And then we were saying that, and then Manish was like, that should be the name of this band, kick nut. So and we would track that, and then I remember Manish and I were hanging out in my little studio, Secret Famous Studios as I call it, but Studio 1C, really, at Energy. Uh, and <laughs> we were just sitting here, and I talk about this, and I was just like, dude, let's just track this podcast right now. We're sitting around, and um, I think I got a little too drunk, actually, in this podcast. I think I was drinking beers like it was water. As DJ Khaled said, water is the key to success. I'm just pounding Water and seltzer. I had four seltzers in the two hours that I've been sitting in this room right now. Mm. Mm. Um, so I, I probably there's subtle pieces of this conversation where you're like, Paul's fucking drunk. Toward the end, I was just like, what the? How did I get so drunk, dude? Jesus Christ. Oh, uh, so money. Should I apologize for this? But and I just texted money. So I was like, yo, I'm going to play you in with bro. Nobo. Because he took pictures of it, and it's a new song. 
that I dropped, and it's my podcast, and you get to fucking pick your own shit, but I'm going to wait for a text back. As I feel like he's like, can you play me in or out with this song in the podcast? And like, I don't remember it. Maybe I even wrote it down. I probably even have notes somewhere. What a fucking idiot this guy is. This is his podcast. He's like, Ugh. but I just, <laughs> I'm sitting here, and I'm like, I need to practice. I have like a whole day of playing guitar tomorrow. And I was like, oh, I wrote it on. I was like, I am. I am doing the money sh- intro because it's been on my list of shit to do for like a month and a half. What the fuck? It's nights out, gigs, practicing. I don't know what happened. What happens? You look back, you're like, what happened? What happened? Manish is from the same town as my wife. Manish is the gem. Manish, we all love you dearly. He is a god damn angel i think he's actually an angel on earth i think it might be like he's there's no more solid person and he's the best fucking photographer ever he he knows the exact moment to take the shot of ann courtney or the fucking touchdown catch or whatever guys no more blabbering here's a little bro nobo because it's about manish manish is the ultimate bro nobo he's always fucking being cool so Kick it really real. And I'll talk to you all so soon. Boom. 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 Frick it, frick it. Boom. 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 It's not you Stealing bananas from the crew Sex at dawn Mow my lawn Let's make this a pile on Hit the hutch Pass the dutch Once we're loose We can touch Wine for days Purple haze I'll show up When it pays It's in your head It's in your head It's in your head It's in your head It's in your head
You should feel really good now. I hear something in the background, though. Like a, the fan? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah, it's that fan, but don't worry. Oh, it's up there, yeah. And you can talk real close. Like this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. look at that. Like this. Yes. Uh, oh. 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 Ah. Uh. <laughs> 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 always edit these weird parts out. Hello. <laughs> We're kicking it off. We're live, ladies and gentlemen. He he started it off early, right there. The greatest photographer in New York City, also the sweetest soul. He is the main dude, ladies and gentlemen. Manish Gosalia. <laughs> Hello out there. <laughs> Coming in, we went to this grocery store and got the six point crisps. I was going to save that. I usually like save it for a moment, like we're talking and something awesome happens, but uh-huh. you, you, fire, you fired me off right away. That's how you break the ice. <laughs> ice has been broken, <laughs> and we are live. Wait, you have to do this, too. <laughs> it's part of the listening experience. We want you to be relaxed. We want everybody to be relaxed. Here we are, relaxing. Manish came. And we did a hang at the right angle recording studio, and then Manish was sitting in my little nook across from me, and I was just like, wait, do you want to just do a podcast right now? That's right. We're live in Studio 1C. Studio 1C, 38th Street and 34th Avenue in Astoria, right next to the Astoria Coffin. Manish, it always, like, it always cracks me up that we're like... Next to Astoria Coffin, I'm not mm. in Astoria Coffin. I know doing that, big yeah. time stuff. I'm just doing the cool stuff next to it, or the shitty stuff. Depends how you look at it. You know, I was driving around and uh, trying to look for parking, and they had like their own street blocked off. The whole street, is the blocked whole off. for Astoria Studios, whatever it is. I'm like, wow, it's a huge operation, and they keep buying more and more stuff around here. So it's like, <clears throat> it's crazy. It's didn't, crazy. Didn't uh, I think a long time ago, like uh, WFAN radio station used to broadcast from there. But then the they, fan, yeah, the fan. The fan. Well, those are all in the same building in Midtown, right? Um, They're over like in like downtown somewhere, Hudson Square or something like that. Right? Yes, yeah. but they used to be here, though. I believe that they used to be here from like the very beginning. Um, the day after Trump got elected, mm-hmm. one of the dark days in America. I was with, we were just talking about Constantine, and I was with Constantine on Boomer and Cartman, pre-Cartman getting busted for tax fraud for like millions of dollars. Well, it wasn't just tax fraud. It wasn't tax fraud. It was the uh, ticket scandal. The ticket scandal. So, that building, you're right, it's downtown, and there's, I I walked in there, and I was like, this is every radio station 
in New York City in one building, right? Like it was like here's their little studio, here's their little studio. I think you know? it's like the Fan, the Winds, and CBS Radio. Steve, this is Steve. What's that corny? Steve Summers. The Metropolitans <laughs> Mets are coming at you. That, I can't even do a good impression because as soon as I hear his voice, I turn that. I'm like, no way. Cap- Captain Midnight. I think they is his nickname or something. <laughs> He's the worst. Who's who's the six sixty guy? Six sixty guy. What do you mean? Not the winds. The the other like smooth <clears throat> voice talker on the other sports station who lets you talk for a long time late at night. On the fans? Yes. On the or the opposite one. Oh, on uh, ESPN. ESPN. Who's the late night dude? It's it's like he's Doctor J, Doctor like Julius Irving. Like, oh yeah yeah. Um, I forget his name. You know, all right. Well, it doesn't matter. We're going right to sports. Yeah. And I took out my notebook. I don't want you. To, I just because <laughs> if you talk and I f- want to say something, I'll write it down. I'm mm-hmm. like, I need my notes. I need my notes. Manish. Um, <laughs> let's talk about sports. sports. The New York Jets. The New York Jetropolitans, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> Before you even worked with them, were you a Jets fan? Yeah. You've literally been a Jets fan for your I life. Love, uh, Wayne Corbett. Was made me a Jets fan back then. That's how far back I go. I don't even know who Wayne Quebec is, so please invite. I know. I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. Who is Wayne Quebec? He is like what every person wants to be. Okay, the guy is like five nine, I think. Okay, mm-hmm. he went to Hofstra, got on that team somehow, and back then, back then, uh, the Jets used to actually practice at Hofstra. Yes. So then, after his Hofstra thing ended, he actually got a walk-on tryout with the Jets and got in. Is this like the Invincible story? This is like Mark. This is like the Marky Wahlberg (laughs) story. Like they're like, "Hey, dude." So, what position did this five nine wide receiver? He he played at Hofstra, walked on, and then I'm not trying to date you, but what year was this happening? Uh, it's in the 80s. Now, is this when Vinny Testaverde was fucking flying the ship? Because you know <laughs> he is one of my favorite quarterbacks no, of I think all time. Was, I think he was still with Tampa Bay at that time. So. Who? Oh, the worst franchise <laughs> in the history. They, they were like 0-16 for like 20 years, right? Yep. But they did have like the best. Like I like that burnt orange. I like the logo from the that old era. one. The yeah. old one. Oh, my God. The old was, pirate. The orange and red and like. You didn't think that was cool? Yeah. I don't know. Right, you clearly <laughs> didn't. So Wayne Corbett, you're growing up in Long Island. You you grew up literally in the town that my wife grew up in, Hicksville, New York. Yes, the Rachel Voss, yes. We went to the same high school, but not the same time, obviously. And I've told you this story before, Manish, that when I met her, I grew up in my podunk town, and I met her, and she's like, I'm from Hicksville. I, was, I laughed in her face, and I said, I'm from Hicksville. <laughs> It's <laughs> literally like the first interaction I ever had with this woman. You know what I mean? I was like, you're not from here. I didn't even know it was a town. That's so how wait, much of a hayseed I am. So when you actually went to Hicksville, yes. what did you think when you actually like drove when she like she drove you there? To my tiny upstate brain, it was like a sprawling metropolitan, like huge I'm like, what? You you graduated with four hundred kids? You yep. have a McDonald's? You have a thousand lights? <laughs> you have an IKEA. There's an IKEA two minutes from her house, you know? You and know. we have a multiplex. <laughs> you, have a multiplex. <laughs> you have the mall. No, it, it blew my mind because in where I grew up, that would be considered like the city. Mm-hmm. You know? Anybody who's not from New York 
it's totally a different thing. But anyway, you're from Hicksville, so therefore, right? Long Islanders are typically Jets, Mets aligned, right? Yep. Yep. And you, you forgot to mention uh, Brian Colleen. He was from Levittown, which is the next town over <laughs> from Hicksville. Yes, that's correct. Levittown, which is it's. See, another thing about Long Island is that it's all the same to me. <laughs> In it, it, she like she can make she can discern like oh this is and this is and I'm like why did we even get on the highway like. Aren't we in the same... That might be your phone. Is it... Um, yeah. We're yeah. getting the... I think... You know, this is like the mobile service coming in or whatever. It's all good. Airplane mode. Anyway, airplane mode. So, Wayne Grubat, you became a Jets fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when they were mediocre. They were pretty good back then. All right. Who was the quarterback, though? Quarterback league, Richard Todd. <laughs> Richard who? Richard Todd. And then what year did? <laughs> are you laughing at yourself because you know every Jets player? Could you like name the whole offensive line from? Well, in '87, uh, it was. <laughs> he was just my favorite player because, like, he was a small dude, and like, you know, I'm I'm not like huge. I'm I'm, I'm like five eight. Yeah. And to think about like a guy that's only like a couple inches taller than me is in the NFL, <laughs> dude. Uh, and he played really well. <laughs> he killed it. Yeah. Just like my favorite quarterback, Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, wait. I, Russell Wilson's your favorite quarterback? Well, do you I want thought to... it'd be Jim Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I, wait, do people no, upstate get this okay, podcast? No. Well, yes, yes. <laughs> Daryl. Daryl listens to it and he'll be like, these fucking idiots. <laughs> Who, Daryl. And I and Maish and I have hung a lot. Oh, yeah, he's actually cool. yes, watching Super Bowls and stuff. So I'm glad we get to talk about football right away. No, but Russell Wilson is a like a sentimental favorite because he's like what is he? He's like five ten, I think, right? Yeah, and yeah. he is fast as hell. Has a fucking cannon arm. Leads that you're just like I love you, and, and he's like and a, he's the nicest guy. Yeah, too. he's like the nicest dude. Who's the uh, Doug Flutie? Also, oh yeah. Who played for the Bills. Yeah. Who played for the Bills in his second <laughs> revitalization, after the, after, the, uh, after the Canadian After the Canadian Football League, I think it was right. He didn't, he didn't cut it in his first stint, right? No. In the NFL, but he obviously But either did Kurt Warner, and he got into the Super Bowl. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and the test of anything is just a joke. Because <laughs> you, when you in the pantheon of great quarterbacks, no one ever says Vinny Testaverde, but I do feel like he was a great quarterback he just couldn't it just never all kind of came together for him so when he was a jet he was on a lousy team I mean, come always on. he was always on shitty teams he was like no pick awesome anyway <clears throat> when he was a jet that was when i became oh, i was really? like all right jets are cool i like the jets is they it because he's like italian and he's from long island traveling <laughs> 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 to long island dude i think so, that's why a lot of jet fans loved him because he was from Long Island. No, he's he fits he fits the mold of the uh, stereotype. And he was line. always ready to play, even when like, you know, he didn't make the team. He's still practicing, and then sure enough, somebody gets injured. He's like, Let's "Call Vinny, hit me up, I'll play." Yeah. yeah. Chad Pennington. He's kind of that late '90s era. Yep. Also was, a great quarterback. He was definitely one of my favorites. Yeah. You know, smart dude, uh, really good. Just his body couldn't. Handle football. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Did you photograph the Chad Pennington era a little bit? A little bit, yeah, a little bit. I actually, is it was. Uh, I remember the day that when Brett Favre got got the call, got the call, and Over. he came in, and then you could see like Chad. He's like, "Yep, I'm done." <laughs> <laughs> you saw that look in his eyes. But he was really cool because that day at training camp. He signed a million autographs for like everybody, like anybody that wanted an autograph. He's like, "Yep, yeah, you want the picture taken?" Because he knew, like, "Yep, yeah, I'm out of here." <laughs> Where were the Jets doing training camp that summer? That was at Hofstra. That was at Hofstra. Yeah, yeah. Because they did go to Cornell, a uh, Cortland, for a little bit, right? Yeah. Yeah. So after the Jets moved to New Jersey, mm-hmm. Florham Park, um, they decided. I think it was when Rex started, actually. That's when it happened, actually. Not so much Mangini. I don't remember Mangini going up there. But when Rex started, he wanted to take the team, like, away from everything here. Yeah. And just bring them somewhere where, like, they all they do is concentrate on football. And so the Jets did, like, a little deal with, I think, SUNY Cortland for, like, four years, I think mm-hmm. it was. And I think it may have got extended to, like, six. I can't remember. But, uh, yeah, and they brought him up there. Did you ever go see them there? <laughs> well, I want to turn this around on you. Now, what did you think when you checked out SUNY Cortland? <laughs> <laughs> Were you like, what? This is probably what people thought Hicks all over this. <laughs> <laughs> this is what, yeah, what, There's in, like, in the mind of people, this, Cortland, it's just one street. Yep. But it is a happening street for an upside, that's a happening upstate town. They had three bars. Three <laughs> <laughs> that's all you need in one college town. That's like, that's more happening than my town where I grew up. But Cortland is, I think Cortland is cool. And surprisingly, they did have like a couple of hotels, which I was really surprised too. I thought they'd be like, there's actually like a Marriott and a couple others there too. But yeah, yeah. like for that one weekend when all the kids graduate <laughs> and <laughs> when the Jets come. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that's so funny, man. You- but like, I have to admit, like, uh, SUNY Cortland really redid the field, and they're very like appreciative of the Jets and all all the all the people in the town were like really happy. Like like you drive in and there's like signs everywhere like welcome Jet fans everywhere. So they're very, I have to say, they're very very nice to everybody. Well, upstaters, here's the here's what my one friend <laughs> when I first moved to New York. Mm-hmm. Why did you go down there? Mm-hmm. Like why don't you want to come up and say people are nicer. There's trees. Yep. The air smells clean, and those yep. were the three things. I was like, "Yeah, well, that's like it." But uh, nice people. Come on, they're very nice people. Yeah. So how did you? So you were a Jet fan. How did you get kind of involved in the organization? So, or how you get a press pass, or however that I don't even know. Yeah. So what happened was like, um, I wasn't really working at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, and. I love the Jets, and I, and I realized, like, well, you know, they practice right here in Hofstra, which is literally, like, two miles from my house. So I, I looked up the schedule, and I'm like, oh, they practice right there. Yeah. I would wake up, and uh, they, at that time, they were doing two-a-days, you know? Yeah. Not like what they do now, where they're like, uh, one day, and then you get, like, three days rest, you know? <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. actually did, like, two-a-day practices, you know? Yeah. They really worked the eyes. And uh, so I'm like, oh, this would be cool. Like, so I would go there, and I'm like, oh. I'm like, and you're like literally, there's just like one little fence, 
you know, halfway fence, and then the player's like right there. They're literally like 20, 20 feet from you. Yeah. So it's cool. I'm like, here you go. Like, and um, I was like watching the game, and of course I had my camera with me. So I just started taking some pictures here and there. And then um, later on I discovered this uh, website, which is dedicated to all Jet fans. It's called JetsInsider.com. Mm-hmm. A little plug for them. There you go. <laughs> and um, there was like a message board, and they had like photos up there. And I'm like, oh, this is really cool. And then, you know, um, I started taking some photos, and I started posting some photos on there. And the, people, the fans on the, on the message board really loved my, some of my photos there. So then I reached out to the guy, you know, uh, the editor over there, and he's like, hey, can I, like, shoot for you guys? You know, like, do you need, like, another photographer? And they're like, oh, we're cool. Like, we already got two. Mm-hmm. But thanks for asking. I'm like, but, I'm like and, but later on, I'm like, my photos are really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've seen your photo guys. Yeah. So, like, I was even more aggressive about taking photos then. Interesting, yeah. So I started taking a lot more photos. And then I post, like, I was going, like, twice a day. You know, they would have a practice in the morning that starts like around 8, ends like around like 11. And then <clears throat> another practice starts like I think around 3, ends for like around 6 or so. And I would go to both because I was like, I live like five minutes away. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> you know, so I would literally go take photos, um, go back home, edit them and post them right on the message board. And people would love the photos. So I did that for like one season. And then... The following season, the I get an email from the editor. This is like a year later. And it's just before uh, training camp started again. And he's like, hey, do you want to come shoot for us this year? I'm like, <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. So, uh, so he, he tried me out. I think, like, I think it was the first time I went out there. It was Florham Park. At that time, they had moved to Florham Park. Which is the Jersey spot. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. where they are currently now. Is that like far over the bridge or kind of close? It's a good... Like an it, hour from your house, hour and a half? Yeah, it's like a good hour and a half from my house probably, maybe, yeah. Yeah, with the traffic and everything, yeah. From the city, it's probably about like an hour. So the year you get hired, they're not two miles away from your house no, anymore. No, but it's the Jets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's still the Jets, yeah. Like, you know, I have to drive two hours, I'll still go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so they tried me out, and um, I think he was first a little hesitant because he's like, maybe I'm just like some super-duper fan that just wants to be near players, but... Um, I realized, like, you should really act professionally. And, like, so, like, the first day at uh, at training camp there, I got there. I was taking photos. And I took some really good photos. And he saw me, you know. I even got to go to the locker room a little bit there. And everything oh else God. was cool. And I still kept it professional. But inside, I'm like, I can't fucking believe I'm in the Jets locker room. <laughs> 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 yeah, like, I'm like, shit. And I'm like, I can't believe, like, Revis is just, like, 10 yards right from me, <laughs> you know, inside, you know, that's yeah, how it was, but like, uh, and, you know, it worked out, he, he liked my photos, he saw I acted professional, so, you know, uh, I started doing more of training camp, and then the following year, uh, I got to do some training camp, and I started getting to do some games then, too, which was kind of nice. Wow. Now, did you already have this magical skill you have where you like get the perfect moment where you dial it in with the live action thing or did it 
did football and the speed of football help you like develop your kind of skill? No, at the beginning, like football it was a little tough. I never really shot football, like except so fast. It's well, not only that, but like you know, I, I shot like maybe like you know, like high school football, yeah, you know, or even like pee wee football, but like that. But NFL, it's like full on speed, or like you have to like. It takes a while to develop that skill. I'm just going to give you better lighting because Kelly was into this. She was like, oh, dude, fucking <laughs> lighting in here. So, yeah, they're fucking so fast. They're really fast. They're the fastest people on earth. Let's and, be real. You know, like, Usain were- Bolt is fast. Usain Bolt is fast. But there's, dude, come on. Like that one, Deshaun Jackson. Come on, bro. And, you know, they, you think they're fast on TV. But then when you're down on the sideline. It's like 10 times faster. They are the fastest people on earth. Like, they're the fastest Americans. That's no questions asked. They are true athletes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they really are. Yeah. So <clears throat> that was kind of like, you're like, okay, he's jumping now. <laughs> like, shoot, 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 shoot. Or is it like yeah. that? Is it like that? Like, or. Yeah. It's kind of like you have to, first of all, you have to know the game. Yes. Because if you don't know the game, you're not going to be able to follow and take good pictures. Yeah. So, I mean, I've been watching football since I was like 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I know what the game is. Yeah. And so you have to do it. There's a lot of like anticipation, you know. And you kind of learn that as well, too. But it's also just learning watching the games, too. Because, like, you know, you could tell, like, when they set up a certain formation, you know, or whether it's like first or second, third down, you know what they kind of like. So you concentrate, like, you know, if it's like, if it's like third and 14, you know, like, Okay, obviously they're gonna pass the ball somewhere. Right? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. So I try to like, oh, like, oh, they're lining up over here. Those two top receivers are lining up here. So I'm like, it's probably gonna be one of those two. So I kind of like keep my eye on them and then watch them and then hopefully get a shot from them. Hopefully they throw it to one of them. You know. But a lot of it is, believe it or not, is luck too. You got to be at the right spot, the right time as well too. It's a big field. <laughs> and how many photographers are actually on the field besides the bazillion video cameras now? Yeah, there's like there's actually like a lot of photographers. I'd say like over fifty photographers on the sidelines. Yeah, <clears throat> they're shooting for all different like organizations. You know, like uh, AP, the local newspapers, uh, Sports Illustrated, all those, all of them. Yeah, yeah that's because you see when you're watching a game, you see all these people, mm-hmm. and when it's just football players like training. I've been to some training camps, Bills yeah. training camps, of course. And um, yeah, you're like, this isn't that many people. And then you look at the game, you're like, who the hell are all these people? And it's yep. got to be all media, like TV people, photographers, newspapers. Yep. Yeah, all the photographers sites. wear like a beige vest. Um, the the video guys wear like a green vest, I think it is. No. Yeah. Because they have a little bit more. They have more privileges on the field. They can go where places where we can't go. Yeah. Because uh, video is big money. <laughs> video, video is king. Yes, yeah. video is TV big, money is big TV money. TV money is big corporate money. And it's yeah. Well, I could I could zone into questions about this for a long time. That's awesome. And now you're, <laughs> bro. Manish and I were hanging out last week, and we were hanging out with a friend's parents, and they're like, "So you and Cliff Averill and you like you have you just like hang with all these dudes." Like Manish hired me as an assistant one time, and Mo Wilkinson, right? Mm-hmm. The top defensive lineman for the Jets was just like, yo, what's up, Manish? I'm just like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> You're just like boys with the Jets. The D in particular that night. Well, I work with a lot of their charity groups. That's what it really is. Yeah. And because uh, like during, during the football season, you can't really get that close to the players. They're all focused in on things and you can't really. Uh, but um, I work with a lot of their charity events. And at that time, you can actually sit down and talk with them or chat with them and, you know. 
um, and they really appreciate your work that you're helping them with their charity and stuff too. So it's it's great. Yeah, and. Now you just get flown around the world <laughs> by all of these players. Like, hey, money, I'm having a birthday, man. Will you come uh, take pictures of my birthday party? Oops. You're like a, a football celebrity. Like these athletes are. I like, don't know about that. <laughs> well, you're you're just at a party and like there's Russell Wilson and then like Mo Wilkinson walks in. Like, money, what's up, my dude? Like <laughs> that's so badass. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I work a lot uh, – lately, the last couple of years, I work a lot with Cliff Averill. You know, he's with the Seattle Seahawks, mm-hmm. and uh, he's a very nice gentleman. Uh, he does a lot of charity work for his um, um, his country, uh, Haiti, where, he, where, his, where his parents are originally from. So uh, I've been working with him quite a bit, and yeah, it's great. He loves my work, so it's, it's a good thing. <laughs> you know? That's an amazing thing. Yeah. And so – Music or sports, which one do you love more? No, that's <laughs> uh, tough. I don't know. That's just such a rude question, right? I was just like, well, because honestly, music I photographed before I did sports. Was that your first motion kind of stuff then? Because, yeah, see, it was. that's like your, you have many, many skills, money. I'm just saying, but no one captures that moment like you do. Like, <laughs> the, like, Ann Courtney with her hair out sprawling around or Josh Dion mid-scream or like all these like you know, local celebs that were just like Jesus That's Christ. because Ann Courtney you cannot take a bad picture of. That and is the same true. thing with Josh. Josh, he's in that motion all the time and it's very hard not to take a good picture of them. A picture where it's cool. So that <laughs> motion is what adds to like the beauty of their yeah. performance. Kind yeah, of. exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I always try to look for the expression. Mm. Yeah, It's not just like hitting the shutter button, you have to look for that expression, you know. Because remember, you're taking a still picture of something that's moving mm-hmm. and trying to describe it. Mm-hmm. And, and if it's just a plain, boring photograph, it doesn't really tell you much. But, you know, if, if Josh is, like, hammering away on the drums and he flips his hair back like that, you know, like, he's in that moment. Yeah. And that's, yeah. What, that's what you want to show. That's the moment that you... It, and it's, it goes back to what you just said, that you were like... You have to know the game. Yep. And knowing live music performance. and that So that was like maybe the first passion or thing where you were just like, this is oh, fucking yeah. aw- I, I used to I used to, back in the film days, you know, uh, I used to just have like my little pocket film camera and I'd try to sneak it into concerts. <laughs> and I do this at every concert, you know. And, you know, back in film, you only get like 36 shots. You know? <laughs> 36 shots, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, at the most, you know. And you try to take some cup. I used to take like uh, a bunch of pictures there, and then next day you go to the uh, the um, CVS, CVS, or, <laughs> or whatever. Like, you know, like <laughs> yeah. you know, like the, it was the, the day- pharmacy, right? That's yeah, what's always like funny. It's, it's like why well, does the pharmacy do? This? They did have like these little photo labs, which would do like one day processing, mm-hmm. and that's what I would try to go for. You know, and this way, like. You know, you shot something over the weekend, like went to a show, like Roseland or something like that. And then, like, you know, the next day I'll be there in the morning, like, dropping off film and then coming back hopefully later that night or the next day and looking at the photos that you got, you know. And just being amped up. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully you got, like, you know, out of the 36, hopefully you got, like, maybe, like, 10 good ones. <laughs> 10 good ones and then you're, that's interesting. Remember, you couldn't see what you 
it's not like digital now where you're like, oh, look at the back of the camera if it's good or not. <laughs> no, I remember. Now you have to wait like three days <laughs> back then. I know. And <laughs> just a sidebar, just a sidebar, Manish, because we were just talking about Manish, a bunch of friends we saw at Dawes at the Capitol Theater, which yep. was... That, to me, was a special show because it was after their Beacon shows. Yeah. And then, so there's like, it's half full room. So I was like, in the front, I'm in the back. And then small venues. Small (laughs) venue. It's already so small. And Manish, Jeff Tui and I go to the Porchester Diner afterwards. Jeff Mm -hmm. Tui, who's been on Secret Famous. Yes. And they went into a literal live music like battle royale like, have you seen <laughs> have you seen Frank Sinatra yes have you seen Glenn Dorsey I mean you guys were going so far in the rabbit hole not to that far back but it was like Madonna I think he hadn't seen Madonna like Bruno Mars have you seen have you seen have you seen how many times have you seen Pearl Jam how many times yeah. have you seen this band this band 80s all the 80s rock bands they both have seen everyone so you have seen I should ask you, like, who haven't you seen? That would be, like, the right question. Right? Never saw Led Zeppelin. Never saw <laughs> Zeppelin. But you've seen Paige? I've seen Paige and Plant. And you've seen Paige and Plant. So... Yeah. At the garden. At the garden. <laughs> like, that... Your guys' battle was, like... I was, like... It made me feel... I was just like, oh, my God. Did you see... You've seen Paul McCartney, I'm sure? No, I haven't seen Paul McCartney. Oh, I've, I named one. Yeah, we have to go see him. Yeah. And I haven't seen the Stones, which I'm kind of disappointed now that they're. Uh, Did Mick they is, cancel the New York dates? Um, I think they canceled all the dates because of Mick. They canceled them all. Yeah, because he's doing like uh, he's having like surgery, like valve surgery. <laughs> I That's didn't like realize it was thing. that serious. Yeah, he's having like heart valve surgery. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it's the meme. All of this isn't that you who said that to me. All of the money will go to the. <laughs> Keith, when these two women die. Um, <laughs> Meanwhile, Keith Richards is like drinking and smoking and still alive. And no problem, no health problems at all. None. <laughs> Zero. He's the best. He's the king. So, so kind of did, or did your photography come from travel? Or so music was kind of your first photographic uh, passion, if you will? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I loved going to live shows. I mean, you know, when I was younger, I'd, I'd go to at least one a week. You know, somewhere I—that's where all my money. My money went to either buying music mm-hmm. or seeing music. Yeah, <laughs> that's where like all my money went back then. <laughs> you know, my parents thought I was crazy, but like, so like, <laughs> <laughs> your parents thought it was crazy. They're like, why is he spending all this money on this? <laughs> That's so practical of them too. Like you know, you can, you can do something yeah. better, probably. Is um, I, I I'm just trying to think of that. What was the old hockey stadium in Long Island? There, Nassau Coliseum. The Nassau Coliseum. So you probably <laughs> did you see a lot of the bigger shows there? I saw Metallica there. You saw Metallica there, man. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was such a. Sp- it's gone, right? Well, or it's still there. It's just it's not still functional. there, but it's not like they re renovated it. Mm-hmm. And they actually made it smaller because, you know, the Islanders left. So, but now the Islanders are coming back, so I don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> are they going to come back to the Nassau Coliseum? or I don't know if they're going to come back there or they're going to build something. In that area, there's like a huge amount of land. They could build like another stadium there if they wanted to. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, 
Which is actually like right right next to Hofstra, right, right there. Rachel took me to Jay Z at the Nassau Coliseum, and uh, I that was the only time I've been in that building, and I was like, recently, it, feel, it feels like no, when Jay Z was cool, like uh, over ten years ago. Oh, okay, like like so at the old Jay Z, yes, yeah, okay, yeah, and it uh, it felt like a like an old like Ivy League college thing, like you yeah. could just ooze the history in there, mm. like the garden feels like now, where you're like, holy fuck, everybody's played here. Everything like this is, it's like the second most famous arena in the world. It's but, a shame know, the, that it's the not. The like, Coliseum was nicer because you felt like you're closer. Like yes, the garden, you tiny. The, the garden's garden, huge. Garden's huge, and you feel yeah. like you're far, far away. But anywhere you sit at the at the old Coliseum, I remember like it was always felt like you're like right there. It was kind of nice. Yeah, and you were an Islanders fan, I assume. Yeah, uh, hockey doesn't excite you. You're Indian. Hockey doesn't. Matter. Yeah, yeah. Hockey, like, I mean, I like the Islanders like. When they were in the playoffs back then, <laughs> when, they, when they won their four oh, yeah. Stanley Cups, like, but do you have any Islanders paraphernalia though? No, Bernie. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Mets and Jets. That's it. Yeah. Oh, and Knicks and Knicks, of course. And Knicks, yeah. Yes. Hoops. I mean, hoops is always cool. I got yeah. a, I got the Bulls on right now. Reppin', I saw that. Yeah. Repping just not. It's, to me, it's just general <laughs> real '90s shit. Okay. I got a Bulls hat. It was on clearance. I liked the colors, and the Knicks hats are just. I don't know. I, I'm a Knicks fan, but the logo is so whack, dude. Okay, me as a Knicks fan would never wear that hat. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like 20 years later, Manish. It's 20 years later. And I still feel the pain. <laughs> I asked I asked the dude at the shop. I was like, you know, I feel a little whack getting a Bulls hat. And he was like, no, no, Bulls is cool. He's like, just don't be getting anything from Boston, bro. <laughs> That's what he said to me. Cause I, but I would actually wear a Nets hat before I wore it. Bulls hat. The Nets are cool, though. At least the Nets are cool. Derek Coleman, Syracuse product. Yeah. I mean, I was I followed the Nets a little bit. You know, they used to play at the Nassau Coliseum before they? they went to Jersey. Yeah. Before they went to Jersey, and now they're the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. It is still the Long Island Islanders, though, right? This is how much I don't follow hockey. Yeah, it's still, it's still the no. I think it's the New York Islanders, isn't it? Yeah, you're right. New, York, the Islanders. New York Islanders. Yeah, yeah. They, they never changed their name to Brooklyn Islanders, which would be kind of really stupid. That would be dumb. That would sound horrible. Even though, you know, this is something I, I thought about and always think about that is like, I live in Queens, but it's not technically considered Long Island. Long Island is the Nassau Suffolk proper. Physically, and you then, live on Long Island. Yes, this is like, it's... In my little tiny upstate dumb brain, to me, all of metropolitan New York is the same general attitude and general disposition, right? There's a subtle difference between Long Island, and it is truly provincial and island-esque mentality where it's like, when like people look at me like, what, what do you do up there? I'm like, what? you live on an island, dog? Like, <laughs> what do you do there? But, you know, it's also similar to like, you know, people... People, what, when I say city, like I'm going to go into the city, what do you think of? Well, I've been trained. I've been down here long enough. I know. There is only Manhattan. Right. But technically, the city is Queens. all five boroughs. All five boroughs, yes. <laughs> so if you're in Queens, you're already in the city. Yes. It's something similar to that. It is similar. And I, I remember kind of having to come to terms with the fact that I live on Long Island. But it's a beautiful place. It's an amazing place. As my mother-in-law said... We have the city. We have the beach. What more do you want? 
<laughs> you're like, oh, you're right. All right. Let's go to the shows. So, number one band, all time, Manish Gosalia, No Questions Asked, Pearl Jam. Uh, existing show, yeah, yeah. No Questions Asked, right? Yeah. They're what, one of my favorite bands, yes. What was the first Pearl Jam show? Did you see the 10 tour? No, I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't able to go to that one. <laughs> my first show was, um, so remember the whole Ticketmaster scam? Yes. The scandal. You know, yeah. Where like Pro Jam was like, you know, fuck Pro Jam you. was like, fuck you, Ticketmaster. Fuck you, Ticketmaster. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you, you're cheating out these guys everywhere, you know. Which so, was awesome of them. Yeah, exactly. And um, so what they did was they're like, hell with Ticketmaster. We're going to play in venues that Ticketmaster doesn't control. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> the only way they could do it is if they sold the tickets. Because there's no other back then. Back then, there was no other ticket brokerage company. It's not like StubHub, you know, back then. <laughs> yes. So, um, so they they announced a show on that tour, and they're doing only certain cities and certain venues because of that. They couldn't come to New York because every Ticketmaster controls all of New York. So the the, the closest show was Washington D.C. So what I did was. Uh, Pearl Jam wanted to make it fair for everybody to buy tickets. So the way you did it was you sent in a postcard with your name and address, and then two weeks later, they would randomly pick people to buy tickets. So you'd get like a phone call, and then you <laughs> could buy tickets if you were picked. So I was I like, love oh, this story. Yeah. so this is great. I'm like, oh, this is great. So then I'm like, oh, I'll send in. Then I thought, like, wait a minute. I shouldn't just send one postcard. <laughs> I need to like increase my chances. Yeah, because <laughs> everybody in the whole East Coast is probably going to want to go, right? Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to send in 300 postcards, which is what I did. You sent in 300? <laughs> yeah. So I, what I did was, thanks to computers, yeah, you just make up a little label, let it print out, and I slapped that label on 300 postcards and went to the post office. And then I thought about, like, you know, if I drop these all in at once, that doesn't really, like, dilute my chances there. You got my, smart, yeah. So I'm like, so I took 150 of them, dropped them off the Hicksville post office. Yep. And then the next town over, over in Plainview. Old Plainview, that's where the shop right is. <laughs> I dropped off another 150 just to, like, mix it up. And then um, two weeks later, oh, also what I did was a uh, uh, couple of my cousins wanted to go as well, too. So I'm like, because we're all trying for tickets, you know. Mm-hmm. So there was like four of us. It's like me, my brother, and my two cousins. So I said, hmm, I'll take, I took one of the, the 150, I put my brother's name on them. Same phone. Two weeks later, uh, I think it was like a Tuesday, actually, if I remember, I get a phone call. And it's the Pearl Jam ticket, you know, people. You get a call on your landline. On the landline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you better have been home. Yeah. Well, you know, they told you, like, you had to be, of, like, the window was from, like, 6 p. 
p.m. to like 9 p.m. Okay, that's very nice yeah, of them. Yeah, so, but like, so at like 6 o'clock, I'm like, nobody answered the phone. <laughs> Do not block <laughs> the, the landline. Because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't have call waiting. So. We didn't have call waiting. I didn't have call waiting either. I remember being pissed about that shit. So I'm like, nobody can use the phone for the next three hours. <laughs> yeah. And uh, sure enough, they called, and I, bought, I got tickets. I'm like, ah. Oh. And then an hour later, my brother gets a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> they get a phone call and ask my brother and he gets he got two tickets so we're like so uh, so it's a it's a family affair <laughs> it's family affair you got the you got everybody in your no wonder your whole family's like so we're going to Pearl Jam next week you're actually like, you know like my cousin Viral, he's a bigger Pearl Jam fan than I was actually you know he's like he was totally more, way more into it than I was he He impregnated you with this <laughs> religious fever of Pearl Jamness, huh? So, uh, so back then, we didn't really have much money. And the show was in D.C. So we just hopped into my car. We left like at 2 a.m. in the morning, I think it was, from New York. Drove down there because you had to pick up the tickets like around 9 a.m. Uh, in D.C. Yeah. So we drove down there, got there like around 6 o'clock. We got breakfast. Then um, took a little nap, got our tickets, and then we just hung out in D.C., went to the show, still had no money, so we just <laughs> drove back home again. <laughs> <laughs> did you have a camera at the show? Yes, I did, yeah. yeah I had my you, little so pocket. you have pictures? Yeah, they didn't really come out that great because it was really dark in that place. It, they played at Constitution Hall, which is like this really small venue. Yeah. And I think it only holds like literally like... I think like 20,000 or something like that. But we were like, I, I remember like I was in the 20th row for that show. You were show. in the 20th row? Is this the, the Versus Tour then? Or is this Vitology? Vitology. This is Vitology. Yeah. Okay. Um, and what, what do you, how, I mean, just because I'm dorky and into venues and stuff like that. Was this I think like it was a, 96. I think it was 96. 96? Is this yeah. like... Yeah, but is this... Con I don't know Constitution Hall. So, so this, this is an arena tour. This is like a club tour, like 200, It's whatever 500. venue they could find that didn't wasn't controlled by Ticketmaster. And they, like Constitution Hall was like... It's yeah, like I, don't, I don't know this room. It's like a little bit bigger than Bowery Ballroom. <laughs> oh my God, that's sick! <laughs> Maybe Dude. like Music Hall Williamsburg. That's more like the size of it. And so <laughs> I have not seen Bruce Springsteen, but I imagine that Checking out, I know I haven't seen Project, but seeing Vetter live, you mm. were just like, "This is the yeah. best. This is the best rock band I've yeah. ever seen live." Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And they're awesome. Like, they're an awesome band. I mean, they they're really appreciative of all their fans, mm -hmm. and um, you know, a lot of times when they tour, I'll go to like multiple shows because they don't play the same set list on every show. Every every show is a different set list. Mm -hmm. So you because they know people come to multiple shows, so they want to give them. A different show. Yeah. So have you seen them on every tour since? Like, I try to. I try to at least go to one or two shows pretty much on every tour. Now, pro, just because I know you, is the second band Nine Inch Nails on? <laughs> 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 I yeah, I love them too. <laughs> right? Because yep. Manish and I went to a Nine Inch Nails show with our dear friend Andy, who also, he's a, uh, like a... <laughs> I mean, he, he's, his love is beyond. And uh, 
And then you just started slowly dropping all of this, like, <sighs> Trent Reznor knowledge. I was yeah. just like, um, I didn't know you were, like, deep, deep Nine Inch Nails fan. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, when, like, uh, Broken came out and, like, Downward Spiral, I'm like, Pff. Broken is the first record, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, like, I think, like, once they did that, remember they did that Woodstock thing? Yes, ninety-six Woodstock or ninety-four? No, ninety-four. The first one, ninety-four. Yep. Yeah, remember with like all the mud and everything else. Yes, yes, the yeah, famous yeah, one. Yeah, I think that's when they were like it was crazy. But I, I, even back then, I remember going to like at least uh, four shows. Like they would play like at the Garden, they would play at the Coliseum, mm-hmm. and then sometimes they would play at Jones Beach. So I try to go like all three shows, you know. That was a big nine snails fan. Their live show is a spectacle. It's special. Well, Trent it's, is fucking amazing. I mean, come on. Yeah, no. <laughs> he he's amazing. That's amazing. And you you listen to the Teddy podcast, right? Where he talked yeah. about he's like, yeah. So Trent's involved with every step of the process. <laughs> yep. He controls he does the lighting. He does it everything. Every, he does everything. That's the part that I. It's just. It, how big these events are. Like, mm. how can he control... Like, he's doing the mix out front. He's Like, how the fuck does one man have that much energy, like... And be that good. And be that good. That cool. Like, to do all Everything those things is good. Good. Exactly. That's like... <laughs> who are you, my dude? Like... <laughs> it's like, do you do anything that's not good? <laughs> yeah, anything that's not good or anything that's not music. Like, yeah. do you, like, I don't know, go watch the Jets, bro? Like, go watch some football, I mean, bro. Remember back then, like, he directed a lot of those videos, too, and everything else, too. Like, he was involved in that video creation, too, you know, all those videos back then, too. He's an amazing artist. Just, he, he like, defines that word at a whole other level. Mm-hmm. In Manish, I wrote a note to myself. Because Manish and I have a crew that we hang out with. Week there is a Meshuggah show in DC, which yeah. I have been throwing around the idea of going to. I have some friends down in DC, and they're like, "Come down for Meshuggah." Oh, really? Yeah, I was like, "And you, money?" Sh- we had we got tickets to Meshuggah. He's like, "I can't go to Meshuggah. I have to get flown by Cliff Averill around the world to take pictures <laughs> of his kid's birthday party." But no, um, it's his retirement. Party. Oh no, I know. <laughs> I was trying to think of something funnier and wittier, and then mm. I, as soon as I said kid's birthday party, I was like, "That wasn't the best." I should be like, "It's his." His retirement party. That's gonna be so sick. It's gonna be every sick Seahawk ever. Yeah, and even former Seahawks probably too. So probably like Marshawn will be there, and a couple others probably. Yeah, probably. And you're gonna be in Seattle. You're gonna smoke dope weed. Well, I would. Uh, and you're gonna fucking drink dope coffee. I'll be there for four days. So yeah, probably. <laughs> Eddie Vedder's gonna be here. Eddie Vedder probably does not live in Seattle. Though. Um, he does. I think he has a home in L.A. and Seattle and New York, I think, right? I think it's yeah. Is. yeah. But I know he's like, from San Diego. He's like a surfer, bro. Well, he lived in San Diego, but remember, he's originally from Chicago. Wait, wait. He's originally from Chicago? Yeah. But didn't they, like, know him when he got in the band? He was living in San Diego or some shit like that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when they recruited him to be in the band, he was living in San Diego. But he grew up in Chicago. I mean, that's why he's a big Cubs fan. And that's why they play all those dates yeah that's why they're friends with who's the theo epstein yeah and that band with peter gammons oh yeah remember when i was telling you i was doing that gig and i was like dude eddie might show up was it bernie williams in that band too or no no bernie opened the whole night oh okay that's funny (laughs) but he's like a baseball head then too he's a total he's a total cubs fan he's a you have to go watch there's a 
you know, the DVD called uh, Let's Play 2. Mm-hmm. Go watch that. And that will tell you, like, the whole history of Eddie and baseball. But it's, it's, a, it's a great if – if, if you're a baseball fan, even if you don't like Pearl Jam, it doesn't matter. You should watch this video because it's more about baseball than really – Music about Pearl Jam and Eddie. Yeah, and his, no, it's more about Eddie with the love of of him growing up as a Cubs fan. That's really what it's more about. And then they add all the music stuff to it as well. Too. Well, isn't the original name of Pearl Jam like Mookie Blaylock or some shit like that? Yeah, because because uh, they're love, like hoops fans, right? Well, yeah, because you know Jeff Ament and uh, Mike McCready and uh, Stone Gossett are all uh, Seattle Sonics fans. Yes. And, and that's what they named it. Yeah, they named the band originally Mookie Blaylock, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that shit made me laugh so hard. Sean Kemp. And then they had to is change. Still it. one of my favorite basketball players. And then, then they, they had to change it because he was like, "Yo, idiots! You, you can't, can't use name. my name." <laughs> <laughs> that's almost like a precursor to like all these bands now, like Chet Faker or Com Trues. Mm. You know what I mean? Like naming your band after a celebrity that you dig like mm. I'm gonna fucking name my band David Mookie. Lee Mookie <laughs> that's so funny I lo- that's like the coolest part about Pearl Jam and I just like that Pearl Jam has this like worship vibe but I feel like they give back to the fans like you just said they do they give, they give a lot back to their fans I mean I remember like even at the beginning like uh, people were like we used to trade bootlegs mm-hmm. of the shows and at like when they're small venues and stuff, people put like their DAT recorders, and they would like plug them into the soundboard, and they're like, "Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Share whatever you want." <laughs> uh, that scene. And just so everybody knows, on the record, first fish show, money right here. <laughs> yes. But see, I know I've said this multiple times. Like, it's a cultural difference. Your, my small town and your gigantic town. Like, it's like. <laughs> Everybody went to the Fish show. Everybody's going to the Nine Inch Nails show and the Pearl mm. Jam show. Like, not clearly, not everybody's going to Pearl Jam because you got to wait two weeks to get a phone call to show up <laughs> in DC at nine AM or whatever. But like, that's a funny part of the whole thing. All right. Anyway, geez. Well, the cool thing in Long Island really was like uh, a lot of the shows I used to go to were at Jones Beach because it was like the summer thing to do. You know, like mm-hmm. I remember like the tickets you used to like they would announce the tickets like in like. Beginning of May, I think it was. It's it's like late in the year, right? When the Jones schedule comes yeah, out. Yeah, and then like I, as soon as the schedule come out, I'd be like marking off with my friends, like, okay, we're gonna go to this show, this show, this show, this show, and you know, like, it was great because like you know you go to the beach there, you hang out in the in, in the afternoon at the beach, mm-hmm. and then later you get to go see some live music. It was like it was a perfect thing. It's perfect. What's your favorite Jones show? Ah. Oh. Oh, uh, I did see Pearl Jam at, at uh, Jones Beach. Because Jones Beach, just like Nassau Coliseum, is so small. Yeah, and back then it was even smaller. Now, now they actually added that upper deck thing now, which wasn't there back then. Really? Yeah. The, the whole back? Not the back, but like the top part of the back. Okay. You know, like they added they added that part. That wasn't originally there. Because it's, what is it? It's only like 6,000 or something. It's like... Uh, I think it's... I think it's like fifteen. I thought. It might, yeah. It's okay. It's more. It's, yeah, it's definitely more. It's like over ten. It's still so small, and there's something about it that feels very intimate. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Like you're like 
because the stage is so high, I feel like, too. Like, yeah. I feel like even closer might be worse because you're looking up more. It's actually good to be, like, the first level up, I think. Yes. You know, the floor, like, you're always kind of, like, moving around. I can't really see that well. But, yeah, the first level up, I always kind of like better. And But the only thing about Jones is it's, like, a state run. It's a state park. It's a state park. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, like... Red Rocks. That's why there's a cap <laughs> on the sound and the volume, right? Like, that's what everybody says about gorges. Gorge, well, gorge in Seattle. Like, it's it really a private a... spot, so they. That's why, like, you can play until. Like, is it really a cap on the sound? Because it's so far away from no, residential. It's so loud. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, I, I know that, you can talk to the person. Now. We should look this up. I bet you there's a DB cap on on Jones, though. Hmm. I know. It, it never a... feels like crushing. It's an amphitheater, so it's yeah. outdoors. That's well, that's half a thing. the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I know they have like a 11 p.m. curfew though, there. And I think that's because yes. like you know the whole they don't want to pay overtime all that stuff. You know? And it's hella stringent on the beers now. You can only it, drink the beer that's in the now, beer, beer that's, zone, right? That's now, but before you know, like right now, I forget what, it's, what the stadium is called now. But originally, back then, it used it's, to be. Um, isn't it Tommy Miller, Miller Miller at Jones Beach? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> yeah. Miller Brewing at Jones Beach or something like that. Yeah. And back then they did serve alcohol back then. And then I think it was, uh, what's that big festival like? Like, um, oh, I think it was the Van Warp Tour. They showed up that one time, and like all hell broke loose. <laughs> and then like, and it's because like everyone was like really wasted. <laughs> yeah. And I think after that the states like. Yeah, we can't serve alcohol here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, all right, idiots. But, you know, we never really drank that much inside. The whole thing was a pregame. You go in the parking lot. you're on lot. the damn beach all day. Yeah. You're, the sun's baking you. And you're in the parking lot, right? And everybody, like, sits in the parking lot. They bring their little chair, and we drink out there in, in the little red cups. In the, little, in the little bay, that little <laughs> the bay little area. solo cup, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. just drink out in the parking lot and everybody gets wasted. And then once they start hearing the music, they're like, okay, it's time to go in. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, I mean, that is the super dope. You're like, all right, let's stumble in. Let's go to the show. All right. And then you get in there and you're like, the hell's going on? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's then like, after that happened, like uh, I think Coca-Cola became the sponsor over there. So here's a question. Have you always had this like, you you're like an energizer bunny Manish. Like you you have no you go out every night. Like so you've always through this you're telling of your the youth and early photography. Like you you have no you do you sleep? You wake up you go to bed late, you wake up early, you don't really yeah. sleep. I think it's I think it goes back to like college days, you know, mm-hmm. where like you're always like cramming for tests or this and and I think ever since then I never really Needed that much sleep. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Where did you go to college? Uh, I went to SUNY uh, Farmingdale here. <laughs> Dang, dude. And that, you were just... Well, I, you know, I didn't go for photography. What did you study? Engineering. <laughs> what kind? Um, electrical. Really? So you yeah. can, like, wire a circuit. You can... Yeah. And then I switched to computer science. And then photography <laughs> well that just became your like l- life but yeah you didn't formally study photography per se no no but I, as an artist i don't think it matters you know what i mean like you have your own vision your own thing your own i think it only matters for there are certain jobs 
that w- would matter, you know, for like if you're like a commercial photographer, a lot of those guys are like more like you have to go to like, you know, uh, school of visual arts or something like that, you know. Some of those guys, but no, you don't. fuck those guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, but you were always doing you were always doing photography. Uh, no, I did. I, I worked in IT for a long time. No, 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 but you were like life. Like you were studying. Oh, I always took photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But most of the time it was just for myself. You didn't. It wasn't for anybody else. <laughs> it wasn't. It was like it, it wasn't necessarily realized. It was like, oh my god, I could just do this as why do anything else? I never thought like you could make a living as a photographer. Yeah, <laughs> and neither did my parents, and nor did they want me to. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, yeah, you're going to go study uh, engineering at college. As it, Indian parents, what they do is they preach to their children: you're either a doctor, lawyer, or an engineer. Mm-hmm. Because those are professions that make money. <laughs> they make money, and we always need them. Exactly. <laughs> Human society needs these people. Exactly. Or else we'll crumble. Yeah. I apparently didn't really listen to them. <laughs> My but brother did, though. He's a dentist. Yeah, and you have like mad. <laughs> you have mad people in these professions in your life, right? Yeah. Um, that's so funny, man. So it, you did IT for a little while, and then it, you were just like, ah. I got burnt out. Yeah. They work for a big financial company and they work you to death. You're just like a little number to them, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then that's that's when you're like, I can just take pictures. No, actually what I did, I did do like my own consulting, IT consulting for a while. And then um, I still wasn't like happy about it, you know? Mm-hmm. And then uh, people was like, maybe you should try photography. I'm like, I don't know if I can make any money. <laughs> and then slowly I just – I did it part-time and then now full, more full-time, yeah. You know, it's, that's interesting because like while you're figuring out these life paths, did you have this battery when you were doing kind of the <clears throat> corporate slave thing? Oh, were I, you still going out and going to shows? Oh, yeah. It was show. even better then because I was making really good money. Like, IT at that time was making really good money. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was even better because, like, oh, wow, like, I can actually afford to go to shows. Like, <laughs> you know, like, like shows I can that, like, do whatever I want. Like, oh, I can go to, like, more than one show because, like, I can actually afford it now. <laughs> yeah. You know, that, that's the whole thing, like, now. Like, I go to more shows now. Like, with Pearl Jam, I'm like, I'll go to, like, maybe six shows on a tour. Yeah. I mean, I'll fly to different cities and even go see them. But back then, I couldn't do that because, like, I didn't have any money. Like, <laughs> I know. You know you're, you're lucky to go see them at once at the Garden, you know, back then. Or, you know, now, like, you know, I, I've flown to Seattle to go see them. <laughs> uh, Pearl Jam in Seattle. That's amazing. Is, was that better to have a different energy? Uh, home, they did, yeah. You could tell. Job. You yeah, could tell they were like, tell, Fuck, yeah. we have to yeah, bring this. Yeah. And, you know, they usually end their tour in Seattle. So it's always, like, they give a little more, you know. To the local fans out there, they, they know. They know. They know who buttered their bread. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's cool. Uh, and well, that's why it's. Uh, you bring up an interesting thing, you know, like because I I know now at, after doing kind of quote unquote music, mm-hmm. and I have been doing music. I don't mean quote unquote, but like independent contractor kind of lifestyle work, and people who. People who, after 17, 20 years that I've been doing this, the people who are still doing it, mm-hmm. 
are not necessarily the people who have a degree or studied this in college. It's just the people who love, love it the doing most. It. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, yeah. it's, that's all it comes down to. Like, do you get hella excited to still go do this? You know? Yeah. Well, that was the thing. Like, you know, when at the end of my IT career there, I mean, I used to literally just wake up and I'm like, do I really want to go to work today and do all this? <laughs> I'm like, and the only thing really kept me was because my paycheck was good. Yeah. But, you know, after, after a while, that goes away because, you know, companies have layoffs. Mm-hmm. You know? And um, then, then you start really thinking about, like, the next thing you want to do is, like, you want to do something that you really like. Yeah. Yeah. Something you really enjoy waking up and going to and doing, you know. That's sometimes more meaningful than anything else. You know? Then a little bread. I always tell that to my students. I was like, man... Even if you choose, even a doctor, even a lawyer, those cats are hustling. Yeah. And guess what? They get fired too. Yep. <laughs> well, not only that, but, you know, like a lot of those like doctors or lawyers, you know, look what they do on, the, on their spare time. They do something totally different, right? To get away from all that. <laughs> well, what do they do? Uh, like, I. I only know one lawyer. Really, (laughs) I don't have any doctor friends. My nephew's going to be a doctor. I don't hang out with any doctors. Only hang out with doctors. Mm, Well, I don't know. What do doctors do? I want to know. Well, I know some lawyers are actually musicians too. Yes, you know they they wanted and they probably wanted to be a musician at the very beginning. Yes, because they're super smart, successful dudes, and their parents are like, "Hey, dude, right? You should do this." And you're like, "Okay, yeah." Even like an example here, like my um, my sister in law's brother. You know, um, I remember one time I was helping him move in Queens, right? He was moving out, and so I was helping And I didn't realize he's such a great uh, illustrator for comics. Because mm. I saw all these things, like, on this thing. I'm like, I'm like, oh, these are cool. Like, like, you know, who did these? He's like, oh, I did them. I'm like, like really? I'm like, like what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you? <laughs> he, he's an optometrist. Oh, wow. Beautiful. He went to school for optometry. I'm like... That's what you should be doing because you're really good at that. <laughs> but, of course, you know, he has Asian parents <laughs> and they're like, uh, you're not going to be a graphic artist or anything <laughs> like that. You're going to be an optometrist. <laughs> yeah. Good for him to be able to do both, though. Yeah. I think there's something to be said to finding a balance of paycheck versus passion versus, yeah, I, you know, livelihood. Like, I want to fly here to yeah. do this, but I want to make my art. But Yeah, I mean – my IT career was really good because, like, honestly, it gave me some financial stability to go do something else. Mm-hmm. If I didn't have that, you know, just starting from scratch would have been really tough. I don't know if I would have made it even. Yeah. Yeah. You had, like, a nest egg and you're like, all right. Yeah. I'm a photographer. And then, <laughs> right, probably then and even now, I think that's the thing. Like, people get this idea of who you are or what you are because pe- people – I'm not absolving myself, but you want to put people in boxes like – People are like, oh, Paul, he's the rock guitar guy. I'm like, I do other things. Uh, yeah. You're the you're the photographer who shoots sports and music, and, and like, but it, we still all hustle, and it's like, oh yeah, wedding gigs, crappy hey, gigs, this, flute gigs, whatever the hell you want me to do, I'll this come do. Saturday, it. I'm shooting uh, a birthday party for twins that are five years old. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But their clients are really wealthy. Yeah. You're like. <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> what time? Yeah, yeah. What time do you need me? Exactly. Is it in the Hamptons? No, it's in North Shore, Long Island. 
Well, I it's guess at some country really club. Good. It's at some country club I'm shooting at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> but they're five-year-olds. <laughs> they're five, dude. Twins? Twins. Oh, my gosh. And they're spending, like, a huge amount of money. They're probably going to spend, like. 30000 50000 I was going to say maybe, like, around at least ten. I bet you with everything between, like, you know, the food and catering. And I'm sure they're going to have, like, music and, like, some other, like, kids' activity thing, you know, all that stuff. The bounce. you got to have a bouncy house. Yeah, exactly. There you go. I mean, what's the a clown? Five-year-old part of that bouncy The clown. clown. you got to have me yep. playing guitar, <laughs> singing, you know, like, I mean, I didn't get called for that gig, but I've done that gig. Yep. Yeah. That's funny. Me, when I was five-year-old, my, my mom, all she did was probably, uh, I remember, like, when I was younger, all we did was, like, you invite like six of your friends around the neighborhood. <laughs> Dad gets the Carvel cake. <laughs> you sing happy birthday, and that's about it. <laughs> there you go. It probably cost my and parents. And you were probably psyched. Yeah. yeah. My parents probably spent a total of probably like $25. <laughs> Sounds about right. I, I feel like my children's, the childhood birthday, I was always so excited about mm. the snack being brought into school uh, like oh. my mother would bring like cupcakes or fruit or there was something about like the school portion see, where you're like today's my special day see you're lucky see I was born in July oh you didn't have school so I never had my birthday in school <laughs> yeah so that's why but see counter argument mm-hmm. you get to have all your fucking friends there right like Oh, at our house. Or yeah, the yeah. neighborhood. You yeah. said 60. 60. Well, first of all, I didn't even, like, 60 kids don't live <laughs> in my neighborhood. But, like, <clears throat> it would be like, well. No, not 60. But like, maybe, like, 10 people. Like, 10 of my kids, you know. 10? Yeah. I didn't have that many friends when I was a kid. <laughs> Come on, man. It's Long Island. Like, everybody's like, well, he's getting Carvel. Let's go down <laughs> to the Gosalias. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Hicks, Hicksville is such an interesting spot. It is technically Little India, right? Did you know the New York Times called it that? Yeah, now it is. When we first moved there, it wasn't... I think it was like... I remember in my high school, like there was only like maybe one other Indian girl in our whole high school. But now it's like... I think even the principal now is... is wait, like wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I've known you a long time. We've been friends for a long time. I didn't know this. You're yeah. fucking with me. No. Yeah, back then it wasn't... Uh, it was just like... I would say... It was later on that like more people from Queens started coming in and living in. Long they Island. left Flushing or Jackson Heights. What was Jackson the, Heights. Jackson Heights is the yeah, Indian name. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's mostly because like um, you know like the big Indian grocery stores like Patel Brothers, all those. They once they established like in Hicksville, mm-hmm. people started moving out. But remember also like Hicksville is great because like. You know, you could take the train from Hicksville and get into the city in like 45 minutes. No, Hicksville is amazing. <laughs> That's for anybody who's listening. When we talk about Hicksville earlier, excuse me, Hicksville is the hub of yeah. Nassau County, yeah. the transportation hub. It's brilliant. Yeah. And to live there, yeah, you have to be a doctor or a lawyer. Like, it's not for, <laughs> it's not a. Now it is, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 I. I've looked at the prices of the houses. <laughs> you cannot touch Hicksville. Are you kidding Dude, my, me? My, my parents. When we moved to Hicksville, um, I think it was, I think my parents paid $80,000 for their house. <laughs> now it's, it's like worth like. a half a million dollars, I'm sure. Now it's like, yeah, it's like about like, I think it's like six fifty or something now. It's worth the same house. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. 
I'm just dr- I'm pounding these beers because they look good. Yeah! <laughs> We're back. Oh, Monish. Monish TO'd me. We just took a bathroom TO. And I was, Monish, I was literally saying these, we got uh, crisp, six point crisps. They're tall, skinny, and you don't feel like. I, 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 when you were talking, I was just, I was like, how many ounces are Because it feels like, like a pony, like a six ouncer. Yeah. Is it? I don't even know what it I'm is. I'm spilling. It's, no, it's still 12, but it's like oh, deceiving. It? I have to drink water. Yeah, yeah. It's a normal beer, but it feels so small, right? It's the size, yeah. Deceptive. They it's want you to drink more. That's what it they is. They do. Yeah, and no, it's working because Martinish and I were upstairs at um, Judder Studio laying down some tracks, and when you're tracking and you're wor- there's something about how you like forget to drink water, you know what I mean? Mm. It's like that stupid meme that said, oh, the Fitbit. It's it's like an emoji from the wait, a Mogami from the Yeah, they're, bo- they're it's all good. Anyway, so we're back. Long Island. I'm getting into like Long Island real estate now, which is <laughs> fascinating. It is it is $80,000 it's now 650. Like that's crazy to think about. Yeah, I think we moved in nine, 1980, I think, somewhere around there. What's funny is it's all going to be under sea soon enough. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, no. This See, real estate like, is so expensive. I, I heard something like they're going to build a seawall. I was like, go fuck yourself. See, like, that's a cool that thing about Hicks. But that's a cool thing about Hicksville because oh, we're in the middle. Is high. We're in right. the middle. <clears throat> so I'm like, Hicksville is like, you could drive 20 minutes south and you'll hit the south shore. You drive. It's all downhill. Yeah, is what you're saying. Yeah, and then you drive uh, 20 minutes north, North Shore. So those coastlines are might be gone, but Hicks will still be there. <laughs> <laughs> you are totally right. You're totally right. Hick- no, Hicksville's brilliant, and I mean, it's always been. So I've been going there since '03. <clears throat> and my really first, actually, strongest memory of Hicksville is the blackout. Uh, Remember that? Was that 03 or 04? Yeah, I was back there at the time, too, Hicksville, yeah. When the power went out in the middle yeah. of the day. Yep. And, and the whole region was black. I remember driving down the road, and all of a sudden, like, why are all the traffic lights off? <laughs> I just, I couldn't understand it. It took me four hours to get from White Plains to Hicksville. Oh, jeez. And it was, and and I remember just being shocked, but it wasn't. But I would say recently, like as in ten years ago, where no, we I want to look this up when the New York Times mm-hmm. called Hicksville Little India, mm. which was always my wife's claim. Yeah. She's like, no, well, you know, Hicksville is Little India, like, and that's a point of pride. It's like, is this an yeah. amazing? town like mm-hmm. with the best indian food in the metropolitan area which i can't to- talk to manish about because he just goes to his mom's house so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it used to be jackson heights and then everything moved over there which is great for me <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's the best what's your spot um it's still my mom's place <laughs> <laughs> but i do like the the dosa hut the dosa place is really good even my mom likes it there too. Actually, <laughs> can my white manny's face pale ass get good service in there? Like, they'll probably yeah. be like, "Get the fuck out of here!" 
No, no, they're good. <laughs> they're like, okay, get out of here. Like, they'll be like, I'll take it spicy. They're like, all right, white dude, you want it mild. Because <laughs> you can't handle it spicy. They're like, you don't, you don't understand. When did your parents move here? Oh, so you know what's funny about that is uh, just the, just like, I think it was literally last week, last Wednesday, um, my dad was telling me, he's like, it's his 50th anniversary of being in the United States. Apparently, my uncle was already here, which I kind of knew about, but he had sponsored him to come over. Mm-hmm. And uh, my dad told me he had $8 in his pocket <laughs> when he came over here. <laughs> And that was 50 years ago last week. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> to New York specifically? Yeah, yeah. Well, at that time, my uncle lived in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. And so he stayed with him. Stayed with them there. 50 years ago. 50 years ago. So that was, yeah, yeah 69. That's right. Yeah, I think it was like, that's when he said, yeah. And how old was he when he arrived? He's like a kid, right? Like, Uh... That's a good question. <laughs> like roughly, you know. He's like in his probably like late twenties, yeah, around there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Old enough to know, but dumb enough to go for it. You know, like, <laughs> like, like, like well, that, that my, perfect mix. Because my uncle convinced him to come over because he had been here like a couple of years, and he starts like, "Yeah, you should probably come over here." <laughs> <laughs> and what part of India were they from? Bombay. Bombay. Yeah. The main part. Yeah, that's where they. Uh, that's where my dad pretty much grew up. Same with my uncle; they all lived together there. Because it's a huge country, and there's like the northern part, the mountain part, the, the southern part. There's so many different parts and vibes, and plus we have a lot of people. Is it the second most <laughs> populous place in the world? I believe, right? Yes, Same next to China. China. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> wow. And what about your mother then? So we came. Over about like I think it was five, six years later, or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, he finally got like enough money and everything else, and then he had us come over. Yeah, you know, once he was like established and everything else, yeah. And he brought us over as well. Yeah, that's amazing. So he yeah. had more than eight dollars. Yeah, he, he got a job. <laughs> well, I mean, think about that. You have eight. He bucks. had like multiple jobs, man. He must work his face he, off. He told me like, uh, "What's that? What's that building like on Fifty Seventh Street? That slanted building, whatever." I east remember, side or west side? Um, it's like near like the one like that's midtown. A, it's in midtown. It's like a skyscraper and it has that the grace on top. the grace building. The yeah, grace building. it's like slanted. Okay, I remember like every time we drive by there, he's like, "Oh yeah, that's where I got my first job." And he worked. I think it was like a dishwasher there or something like that. <laughs> Originally, yeah. And then later on, like, his profession is he's a dental technician. Mm-hmm. But he didn't get hired that way originally here. It wasn't until, like, later on he started making connections and finally got a job as a dental technician. But before that, he would work any other job he could get. Anything, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then he brought you? And my mom. And your brother was born? Here. Here, in yeah. Long Island. Yeah, he's the only one that was born here. <laughs> <laughs> That's an amazing 
story. It's the eight best dollars. story. Eight dollars. Can you believe that? No. And now he owns like two houses. <laughs> hardworking man and smart man. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Very hardworking man. <laughs> I, I don't think I. I don't think I work nearly as hard as he's ever done. <laughs> he does, He's literally no days off. Like he's never taken a day off. I remember, like, when I was little, uh, there would be times where, like, he would literally work, like, seven days a week. You know, he'd have, like, his regular dental technician job at this one uh, orthodontist that he worked with. Mm -hmm. And then on the weekends, he'd freelance this other orthodontist as well, too. (laughs) Seven days a week. Sometimes, yeah. Because, like, that freelance stuff, whenever he would get it, he would just grab it and work those, Yeah. Did your mother work too? She worked too sometimes, yeah. In that same business? Oh, no, no. She would just get whatever job she could get, like either babysitting or catering or whatever, like anything. Yeah. yeah. And then so what year did you guys come to Hicksville? See, we lived in – so we we lived in the Bronx for a while and then my dad got a job in Oyster Bay. Oyster Bay? Yeah, for this uh, orthodontist. Mm-hmm. So then we decided to move there. And then – which is still Nassau, right? Yeah, it's just north of Hicksville. It's just like, north. Yeah, it's Super like close. Maybe like five miles north of Hicksville. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful place. It's mm-hmm. actually more beautiful than Hicksville is. Actually. <laughs> it's on the bay. It's on the bay. I used it's to go, the bay, bro. I used to walk to the beach there. You know? mm-hmm. It was great. Um, so we moved out there, and then we lived in like a one-bedroom apartment. <laughs> And then uh, once my brother was born, then we moved to. We had to get. He, had, he realized like we need to get a bigger place. <laughs> and then he finally had like enough money, and then he bought he bought a house in uh, Hicksville. <laughs> so you arrived. In conclusion to this, my brain is putting this all together. You arrived in Hicksville before the big grocery stores. And yeah, you yeah, were an yeah. original settler yeah. of Little India then, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, we didn't have any of those. We, I remember every weekend we would go to Jackson Heights to get like Indian groceries and stuff, all that stuff. Because there was nothing around us in Hicksville. It wasn't until like later on they moved everything over. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, Hicksville is so special. It's so special. I mean, we started this by talking about the mall and like all the dumb. I call it like the grid, like you're gridded in, like this dumb stuff that corporate America like tells us we need. But, like, Indian groceries, that's what we really need. No, but I mean that, like, so seriously, like, good, healthy food that's delicious and nutritious. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, come on, there's no bullshit in Indian food. And it's, like, vegetarian predominantly. Yeah, a lot of it's rice and veggies. Like, that's what every yogi or, like, hip person ever (laughs) eats. You know what I mean? Like, so. We are the original vegans. You. Vegans. Indians are the original vegans. That's a great line. Yeah, my, my mom true. is totally vegetarian. She's never eaten any um, – she eats dairy. But beyond that, no like fish, eggs or anything like that. Nothing like that. She doesn't cook anything in our house like that. If we didn't this, do this so impromptu, Manish, I would have gone and like Got re-educated <laughs> myself on how to like understand Indian culture. I feel like my brain is a sieve but I like – Check it out and think about it. I'm like, wow, this is beautiful. Yeah, there's there's great respect. The cow is a sacred animal, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, in India, yeah. yeah. And all 
in there. There's something with monkeys too, right? You don't ever attack a monkey. My friend who lived well, there was like, like, oh, you can you can't attack the monkeys there because we respect well, in, the animals. In general, you're not supposed to harm any living things. In general, that's 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 kind of like the rule. Yeah, that is the vegan rule. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they just grew veg, rice, and we're able to. Grow into the second largest population in the world. Yeah, so we have spices. All of the spices. Yeah, it's not like Britain where you're eating like boiled food that has no taste. <laughs> yes. What are the, what are the key Indian <laughs> spices? They're all so turmeric. Turmeric is key. Coriander. All Cumin. Them. Yep. Coriander, and it's like mixing them all together. Yeah. She. Uh, my mom actually has like this little like tray it's like a round tray and each one has like all these different spices and she like maneuvers around all those and makes some incredible food (laughs) (laughs) so so that's so funny i'm like just thinking of this stuff so then they go to the diner and you're like everybody gets burgers or they're like oh what the hell do we get yeah what does she get what's her diner order that's a classic long island question what's your diner order Oh, uh, my mom, my mom, if she, my mom would eat out, she would get like pizza, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, or like french fries, things like that. Nothing, she doesn't eat meat, so she wouldn't get anything like that. Back then, I mean, now there's more veggie options available. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but like, originally, like, there weren't that many, you know, at all. No, it was just garbage, garbage food. And yeah. Now we're all like, that was stupid. Which is why she never really liked eating out at all. She was like, I'll cook these motherfuckers exactly. under the table. No. <laughs> she probably didn't swear like that either. So, Manish, we could talk for hours, but you have to go somewhere. Hold on. Yeah. Make it wait. <laughs> Which leads me you're now, well, you've always been. In fact, I met you, I'm, in my mind, mm-hmm. I met you at Rockwood. Is that where we first met? I think so. Was it well, at a Rebecca Hadlin show? Probably. Because <laughs> well, all I do is remember that I was calling you Manish. Mm-hmm. And then I heard Zach Jones be like, Manish. <laughs> and I, I had known you enough at that point in time that I came up to you and I was like, bro, I've been mispronouncing <laughs> your name for this long. I'm so sorry. Like, why don't you fucking tell me? And you're like, yeah, it's fine, everybody. In your defense, everybody does <laughs> I'm like, yo, Manish, what's up, man? You know. <laughs> After many years, you kind of just get like tired of it, and you just like, okay, whatever you want. <laughs> You're like, just call me whatever, Manish. It's only two syllables. <laughs> Ma, niche. It's like, yeah, you just need a little calmer, hot, 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 like, like some. What is that called? High her. Oh, hyphenation? Hyphenation. Yeah, for my brain to see it. Because I think your like, American English brain sees man. Okay, I'm going into this, but who cares? Like, so, you've always been the photographer of Rockwood. Uh, I've been shooting there for a long time, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I met you, hung with you there. And now you are technically the official, like, 17, you, you won the game by, like, just hustle again. You know what I mean? The, your demonstration of hustle always wins. So now you are technically the official get, right? Uh, I'm the house photographer now, yes. What does that mean? Uh, <laughs> like, what does that change? Um, 
basically means uh, I get paid to be there now. <laughs> you get paid to be there. <laughs> well, that's fucking good because they owe you and every once a lot of get, money. And every once in a while, I get some free beers there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, they owe you a shit ton more than that. <laughs> In my mind, I was going to try to make some like weird joke that like now you can't post as many pictures as Rock. <laughs> and they're like, uh, yeah, Monish, uh, just on the official site or whatever. But like, <laughs> do they have like rules like you can only post one picture or like? Yeah, so like what they have now is like um, I don't work there like every day. It's not like a everyday gig. Mm-hmm. But um, basically, like Ken approached me and he said like, hey, we really need some help on our social media content. Uh, he's like, you take some really good photos with us here. It's like, do you want to help us out? <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, we'll work out something. And um, so basically they, they want to feature like maybe two or three acts during the week that they want to feature on their website mm-hmm. or um, not on the website, but like on their Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. And so they put up like a little schedule, usually like a weekly thing. I look on there, I pick out the shows I want to go to and, and post them up. That's great. Yeah. Which still gives me time to come and do stuff like today with you. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. I mean, you know? yeah. That's a, that sounds great. You get to pick the shows you want to see. Yeah, I mean, they're not they're really they're uh, I'm really nice. It's it's really nice. They really like uh not a lot of pressure, you know, they're like they just want more help, you know, with everything. Yeah. yeah. Do they need you to does the beautiful, amazing Russian woman still work there, Manisha? Masha. Oh, Masha. Masha. She just left. Recently. She left? Yeah. I think uh, last week she, was her last day or somewhere. I really? Yeah. Because she does... She had... I think I only talked to her for like 10 minutes, but mm-hmm. her insight into social media and her aesthetic eye, mm-hmm. and she's like, people just want to hear a story. And like, right. so the captions, I was always like, well, she used to, she's so brilliant and her beautiful. Yeah. Like the work is yeah. beautiful. Like yeah. the pictures are beautiful. The writing is beautiful. Yeah. So like she used to do the, she used to control the Instagram account originally. Mm-hmm. And, um, I remember like, I think it started like maybe four years ago. She started kind of doing it. And then every once in a while, like if I'm there or something, she'd be like, Hey, did you get any good pictures tonight? Like, like yeah yeah like and then I'd like text it to her and they would post it up sometimes you know like that, but yeah she used to control all that just kind of nice yeah. She 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 had a deep <clears throat> thing about it like because I actually really took oh, that from her she like she some... was like tell a story no one gives a yeah. fuck about like hey come hang on our show and yeah, then like yeah. a picture of your face you're like yeah. dude that's not what this is. <laughs> yeah, yeah no and she's actually a really good photographer too. She she has a unique eye yeah, right like yeah. like the place like. When the lights still, yeah, yeah, she she has a cool thing, yeah. Masha. Masha, Masha, yeah, Masha, yeah, the Russian super. <laughs> what is she? Is she's leaving. Yeah, I mean, I think she was she was only really only working here part time, and she was going to school at the same time. And I think maybe now her school is finished, maybe, mm-hmm. and now she wants to uh, maybe do other things. That's okay. Makes yeah. sense. Go back to Mother <laughs> Russia. Take over the world. Actually, I think she wants to travel because she's like in L.A. this week or something like that, I noticed. <laughs> oh, dang. Yeah, she's, she's great. Her whole thing is great. Oh, she's a really nice person. So the show you go to, you got to post a picture and be like, boom, Rockwood, dig, <laughs> go check it out. Yeah. Yeah, um, usually, you know, they'll tell me like what show and I'll post up a photo here or two there. Um, at the beginning, I kind of was doing 
a little bit more, but they kind of like hey, slow it down a little bit. <laughs> so <laughs> Ken, Ken did. Um, not Ken. It's but like a corporate e- entity now, right? Like, <laughs> like is it? There's like the Blackstone Group has a partner managing. And you're like, uh, <laughs> listen, I don't know, but whatever Ken's doing is working. <laughs> oh no, it's brilliant. It's great. No, I. I well, it, it's like interesting to. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, so that's, mm-hmm. I'm just making jokes. Like, yeah, oh yeah, this is how it goes. This is like, because it's funny. Like, what's funny to me is that social media. I take not seriously. To me, it's a giant joke, but I know that it's like a serious business. And you're like, so Rockwood, the Jets, fucking the White House, whomever. It's social media is serious fucking business. You know, what I mean? but if you're just a peon like me, it's like, eh, who cares? I can post. Yeah, it's twenty. It's twenty nineteen. Here's a picture of this beer and water in my glasses. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Hallelujah! I'm still alive. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> who cares? You know? No, but that's what the kids. Kids like they like social media. It is the it is the consuming uh, we, kids. You and I are looking at it too. You know what I mean? There's we didn't grow up with social media. No, absolutely not. And we grew up with different social medias too. Yeah, but like, like pretty much every, at least every sixteen or fifteen year old has now. <laughs> yeah, it is so true. It's true. It's cool. Well, you're the you're you're a trendsetter and I influencer like no one's ever gonna get a picture that you get though you know what i mean like one in one million shots that some asshole takes with their phone <laughs> which leads me to this <laughs> this is what i want to say earlier <laughs> i always think about this as like oh like everybody's a songwriter now everybody mm-hmm. can do all of these things now mm-hmm. everybody's a photographer mm-hmm. like how do you feel about the amateur paparazzi that exists in your sphere uh, I think it's great. Yeah. I think it's great. Um, you know, traditionally, you know, people had to buy a camera, you know, learn how to use it, and then take photos, and that's. And then you really didn't share it with anybody, you know. Like, you know, maybe if someone came to your house, you know, but they're not going to look through like fifty pages of your photos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know, and then now, like with the internet, you know. It, People share it. It's there, you know. Just good. Just good. I mean, I think it it helps photographers too, you know, because like you, know, I can show my photos to pretty much the whole world. Yeah, <laughs> I could never do that, like you know, many years ago. Everybody gets to see them. Yeah, you know, they're awesome. Yeah. Same thing with your music. I mean, you could post something, you could post a song up on Spotify, and now the whole world can listen to it. Everybody can check it out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah whereas before, it's like. How did you give out songs like on a cassette? <laughs> you know, you pass out cassettes after the show, and maybe maybe they would pass it to their friend, right? Maybe, yeah. Right, but now like post up on Spotify, and you know, someone in Burma can be listening to your music. It's <laughs> very true. And what about like? And the interesting thing about photography too is like the editing process. How much mm-hmm. is that? Do you dig that? Do you get involved in that? Do you love that? Do you want to add filters? Do you want to? cut out the light socket in the corner and like make it so aesthetically perfect or what's your thoughts on that um it depends on the target audience you know like like for the jet stuff that's all editorial Mm -hmm. um where you're not supposed to modify things you know you can the only thing you can do on any editorial photos is to crop 
that's the only editing. You can make it, you know, brighter or darker just to show, but you can't, like, you know, like Photoshop out something or like that, you know. Uh, so for editorial purposes, you know, that's all you can do. But, you know, for other things, you know, like for photo shoots and stuff, that you can get more creative with, you know, you can move things around, you know, you can add different filters, all that stuff. So that that's kind of cool. Yeah, like you're into it. You use it? Do you use it? or? You know, people talk about like all oh, these Instagram filters and it's like, you know what? Back in the film days, they did the same shit too. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> they put like different gels when you develop it, you know, they would put different things there to to manipulate the photo too. It's just that it was a lot harder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know? it took way more time. Yeah. You know? Now you just press a button and you get the same thing which took like two hours before. Yeah. <laughs> you know. It's still photography, you know. You know whatever you want to decide how it looks, it's you. You know, it's your decision. That's it's your creativity. This Doesn't capture matter. of this moment. Yeah. yeah. You know? It's amazing. You don't you can't take anything away from that, you know. It's you. Well, I see the time. So here's my here's mm-hmm. my always classic last question. Mm-hmm. You know, right? What is in the future for Manish? In any, <laughs> you know, in an artistic capacity, in a, you know, in whatever capacity you would love to reveal or am willing to reveal. Yeah. Um, I think in the future, like up, I would love to maybe perhaps tour with the band. You know. Like, because my whole thing is, like, I love to, like, document things. Mm-hmm. Not just take photos, but, like, for me, photography is, like, documenting people's lives, you know, and what they do or how, how they do things. That's, that's, to me, that's, like, real, you know. And it doesn't matter if you use an iPhone or super $2,000 camera or whatever. It doesn't matter. It's all about, like, documenting and, how, how, and showing that to the world. And I would love to do something, like, maybe, like, tour with the band. You know, go on the road with them, document not just the actual like live music part, but like tour life, you know, or what they go through, you know, to show like the story of that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would like to do next. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. That's so good because Manish, at the end of this hang today, <laughs> my friend, the engineer, the producer, the super mixer master, John Jeter, that picture. In that two seconds that you captured, <laughs> and John loves speakers and sits in front of a computer all day and loves wine and money. He's caught this perfect image of John, <laughs> and you and and you you hid this like technical element, so it was like so beautiful in the wine glass. And I was like, as soon as you showed me that instantaneously, I was like, that's fucking perfect. That is <laughs> that is this moment, but that's. What you don't see, and yeah. that's exactly kind of what you do. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you, photography is like a cultural thing. You need to show like culture, how people live, you know, how people eat or how they interact. That's that's real photography to me. You know? Yeah, that's like <laughs> it doesn't just have to be like a touchdown catch somewhere. <laughs> you know? Yeah, real life. Yeah, or like, like a musician stomping on stage somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, like, that's cool too, but like, and, and Josh know. just be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's a crazy moment, yeah. Well, Manish, thank you for sitting in my grungy little room <laughs> in Queens. He, you're sitting, I, I can't stress enough that he was sitting across from me. I was like, I'm going to 
get the headphones and the microphones on and we're going to do a podcast. Right? I was like, you were talking, I was like, do you think Manish will do it right now, right? <laughs> so thank you so much. For oh, no, that's a pleasure being here. man. Dude, go to your show, go to Rockwood and yes. crush. Okay. <laughs> we love you, Manish. We All look right. forward to seeing many- Manish Gosalia everywhere. Like, Anywhere, right? Like you, there's probably a lot of money to sell you. Just like every name has a million people out there. Like, but photography, right? Yeah. To find you on the web, mm. and because this is an audio platform, I can't show you his pictures. <laughs> but we'll make something happen. Thank you again, Monish. Go to my Instagram. That's where you see it. Boom.
was Distant Camera by Neil Young, Moneesh. I was texting with him right now. He picked that. What a beautiful song. Kind of melancholy, kind of sad, but super beautiful. It's a nice pick. Anyway, again, guys, if you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening to Secret Famous. I guess thank you. Email me. More new episodes coming. I'm supposed to do two a month. We'll make that happen. It's happening. I wish you all the best, and you crush and shred and destroy life in whatever way that you need to. And have the best goddamn day possible. Get some rest. Drink some water. Water's the key to success. Stay hydrated. It's sweaty out there, babies. Keep it really real.